That Naturopathic Podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Michelle Pobega, naturopathic doctor. And I'm Dr. David Miller, ND, and we hear your frustrations. This show is for you. This show is for you if you're feeling like your current healthcare strategy is not getting to the root cause or the underlying reasons for your health. This show is for you if you've been told that you're fine, but you definitely don't feel very well. This show is for you if you're walking out of your doctor's office with one, two, three, four, or even five medications without any mention of diet, lifestyle, or a long-term game plan. This show is for you if you've got several specialists taking care of you, but no one is really putting all the pieces together. This show is for you if you believe that health should be part of healthcare. These problems have solutions. We know it. Our patients know it. And we want you to know it. Naturopathic medicine is the solution that you should know about. Hello, and welcome to another episode of That Naturopathic Podcast. I am Dr. Michelle Pobega, a naturopathic doctor. I am flying solo today uh, after having come back from a small little getaway vacation to the sunny beaches of Mexico, which was delightful. Um, So that's why I was not uh, with Dr. Dave last week, but it did inspire my conversation or my discussion on the podcast not a discussion because it's just me, my, what I want to share on the podcast today. And it is about some essentials that I, I tend to bring with me when I travel. So when we are on an airplane for an extended period of time, it is very dehydrating and most water just in and of itself does not actually well hydrate, doesn't hydrate us well. This is why I always do those pinches of salt and lemon in my water. And I'm always trying to amplify the quality of my water so that how it gets used and assimilated in my body is just more efficient and more effective. But being on an airplane is even more dehydrating. And a lot of people uh, drink a lot of alcohol on airplanes, it's depending on your what time you're flying out or what your destination is. A lot of time, I saw a lot of mimosas. I saw a lot of Caesars uh, on the flights. So one, those are dehydrating. And then two, a lot of people don't necessarily drink a lot of water because they want to prevent having to get up to pee, etc., all the time and using the facilities on the airplane, which I know are not ideal, but you know, it is important to flush your system out. But whenever I go to an airport, I get uh, a liter of water and I always add in some electrolytes to that liter of water. And I try to make sure that within a flight, I'm drinking at least 500 ml to a liter of water. Um, the electrolytes I use uh, are typically NRC because these have electrolytes plus vitamin C plus a, v- a few B vitamins. And, you know, with the recycled air on the airplane and with the stress of traveling and everyone trying to like do a million things before they leave um, and immune systems maybe being not 100% depending on what time you have to get up in the morning to catch your flight and all these different factors. I want to support my immune system a little bit while I'm on that flight as well. So I find this gives me like a nice little one-two punch. So we get electrolytes, some vitamin C, some B vitamins, and I typically go with something like NRC uh, from the health food store. Now, to preface anything else I say, this is not treatment advice. The I 
I cannot explicitly recommend that you go and get the specific brands or products or anything. I don't get any kickback from these things. These are just the go-tos that I have, but you have to work with your physician to find out what's the best solution for you. They might even have a different recommendation based on your constitution, your main struggles. Um, when I work with my patients, uh, and they want to go on vacation, I give them some recommendations, but I'm always customizing it based on what I know about their body. So I just want to preface this. This is not medical advice. This is just information. Uh, so I tend to bring some kind of electrolytes with vitamin C and B complex little sachets that I can dissolve in my water. Um, and I typically put two into a liter of water and just try to sip on that throughout the flight um, or while at the airport during the flight, once I get off the flight, whatever. Um, if you're worried about things like traveler's diarrhea or infections. So for instance, I went to Mexico, I went to a really great resort where I wasn't really concerned about sanitation issues or water. Um, everything was filtered water. It was bottled water. It was all those great things, but I still did things to protect my gut health. And I typically, my typical go-tos are to get just um, a good multi-strain probiotic that maybe has at least 10 billion to 15 billion, just general, uh, good variety of strains to take. And then I would want at least 10 billion of esbulardi to take on a regular basis. And depending on where I'm at, I might just double that up on the esbulardi as well. Um, and as we've talked about in the past, if you haven't listened to some of the previous episodes where we've mentioned esbulardi, esbulardi is a really unique probiotic. It's a non-pathogenic yeast that can help protect um, or reduce the consequences of a traveler's diarrhea, gut infection of any sorts, food poisoning. And it's also great for helping your GI microbiome recover post-antibiotic care. So anything that has much more profound uh, shakeup to your GI system and your gut microbiome, esbulardi can be a really great adjunct to help with that healing process. So every time I've gone to Mexico, I've traveled with an esbulardi of some sorts, or if I've gone anywhere where I've been a little bit more concerned about possible sanitation practice. But I also find that just traveling in general, you're in a totally new environment. You're going to be exposed to a totally new ecosystem, micro uh, microbes, etc. You're going to be eating a little bit differently. I always find that I like to travel with some sort of probiotic and with a little bit of esbulardi. If you can find something that has them combined together, then that always just makes it a lot more efficient and one less bottle of things to pack. If you're switching time zones and you're having to travel across time zones and you're concerned and your sleep is often something that's not very well regulated, I do think that melatonin is a great thing to travel with to help you adjust to the new time zones. You can start to take it to help you fall asleep. You can also take it on the airplane if you have to adjust and, and try to get to sleep at a sooner time based on when you land. Um, so melatonin can be helpful, but I also know that a big tip for going into time zones is to ground yourself with the earth's electromagnetic core or electromagnetic field in that time zone. So a lot of people who are biohackers will recommend that once you land, you get outside, you get some sun. I mean, as soon as you can, once you get to your resort, hotel, whatever, and try to get bare feet on the ground on earth for at least a good 15 to 20 minutes. And grounding and earthing can help recalibrate your 24-hour clock, help you acclimatize to the new time zone. And then the use of melatonin when it's time to sleep can help you also shift into that time zone at a much more faster pace. 
The other thing is I've used things like um, these products called no jet lag. There's homeopathics that help with jet lag um, that can help you also acclimatize to the time zone. So they, these are the types of things that you can take while you're on the airplane um, and they will give the recommendations on how to dose it based on the duration of your flight, like how to space out your dosing. And then once you land, so those are really great things to throw into the mix. If you find that you're really agitated by that shift in time and then, hmm. I would say the other thing that would be worth considering if you're going somewhere where, uh, again, you're concerned more about possible infections, travelers, diarrheas, et cetera, um, is something that is acts as a binder. Uh, activated charcoal can be a really great binder. It is often used for like poison ingestion. It, it, was, it was historically used for that because it's a binder. Its porous structure has a specific charge and it'll attract poisons, toxins, uh, microbes of other charges and trap it inside its pores. So that way it remains in your gut to be eliminated through your bowels rather than being absorbed deeper into your system. That's really the purpose of a binder. So when I'm doing antiparasitic protocols, if we're doing mold protocols, heavy metal protocols, if there's a lot of stuff going on, if someone's constitution is really weakened, instead of jumping into an antimicrobial protocol, sometimes I just do some drainage and detoxification support plus binders because it's a gentle way to begin to pull things out of the system and help draw things out without shaking the tree too much. But binders can also be really great to use in the moment. So uh, if, if if you drink too much alcohol, you can take a binder so you don't feel so disgusting the next day. And a lot of people drink a lot of alcohol in these holidays. I witnessed it firsthand at the resort I was at. Everybody was bombed. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed, I enjoyed some daytime mojitos. However, um, it was not in excess, but a lot of people drank in excess. And it was wild wild to witness the, that, I mean, I guess that's just a testament to me being like almost 43. I would have done that. I probably would have been that person at 28 though, if I'm really being honest. Um, however, binders can help with that. Uh, if you've eaten something that's turning your stomach, binders can help absorb some of that. If you have some weird gas and bloating, sometimes binders can help with that. If you did get traveler's diarrhea or food poisoning, you can, you can double down on some binders to help you absorb those things to, um, help with the, the elimination of this garbage that you can heal at a better pace. So things like that can be helpful. I did take a binder when I went to Mexico. I grabbed one um, from Cellcore Sciences at the clinic because I completely forgot to think about this prior. And I was at the clinic literally the day before I left and I just grabbed a bottle. Uh, this one's a, a bit more of a fancy binder and we import it from the US to be able to use for my clients. Um, and my partner and I basically took a little bit every day just to ensure that we felt our best throughout the trip and we weren't necessarily knocked down by anything, uh, or any surprises. Um, and I felt great for the duration of my trip. And then what I like about, um, those NRC packets, the electrolyte and vitamin C packets is that I would, I would take enough to last for the duration of the trip for both myself and my partner. So any water bottles we had, we put two sachets in per every liter of water because you're out in the sun, you're sweating, you're, in the sun and for an extended period of time, especially from Canada, where it's like cloudy all the time in winter and your body doesn't get any sun exposure. So we have to think about 
the water loss and the hydration loss that's going to happen. If you are drinking, then you're also being more dehydrated. So we want to replenish the electrolytes and minerals. And it's also great to have that. Let's just say you do end up with like a traveler's diarrhea. You need to be able to replenish your electrolytes. So I find that, um, a probiotic with some sort of Espoulardi and an electrolyte packet that has maybe some vitamin C and B, if you want to, if there's one that you can find that has a vitamin D in it to keep your immune system a little bit more, uh, on top of things. Uh, I find those to be really good, solid travel remedies. Um, and then if you have a more sensitive stomach, you may want to consider something like a binder. If you're going somewhere where there is a high de- high propensity of getting a parasite or uh, food poisoning or traveler's diarrhea, you may want to talk to your naturopath about other things and herbs that you might want to take, especially if your GI system and your rate of infections, you seem to be more vulnerable to those types of things. You might want to talk to your naturopath about a bit more of a customized plan for you. Uh, I mean, frankly, you should always talk to your naturopath about a customized plan of action for yourself. Um, So some herbs and stuff might be necessary or antiparasitics, depending on where you're going and how vulnerable your digestive system is, or you can just wait to address those things when you get back as a, as a just in case, or in the event that you do get an infection, uh, make sure to check back in with your naturopath so you guys can uh, set you up for a win and less of a takedown from anything you might've been exposed to. And then, like I said, if we're changing time zones, um, things like melatonin can help grounding with bare feet on the earth once you've landed so that you can recalibrate with the magnetic and frequencies of that part of the world so you can recharge your 24 hour clock and get it in sync a little bit faster. Um, and then there are some homeopathic jet lag products out there. I mean, they don't always work. I've tried them. I don't know if I noticed a big impact, but maybe because I've used them only every single time I've gone and changed time zones. Um, I'm not sure what it would be like without doing that. So perhaps I don't know if it was making enough of an impact, but I know some people who swear by them. Some people find they don't work. Some people find melatonin works. So you have to find what works for you based on your constitution. But I would say that those are usually my biggest, my biggest go-tos. Electrolytes to stay hydrated and maybe something with some vitamins so that airplane rides that are dehydrating, I'm staying well hydrated. And then during my trip, especially if I'm in the sun every day and likely drinking more alcohol than I would on a regular basis, I am replenishing my electrolytes and staying better hydrated. Um, Some kind of probiotic and ideally with S. Boulardi so that you can protect your gut microbiome while exposed to a different ecosystem and to help protect a little bit better against some traveler's diarrhea or help with the recovery from a traveler's diarrhea or food poisoning or any kind of GI infection. And uh, for some of the people who are more sensitive, maybe some sort of binder like an activated charcoal or biotoxin binder or, um, you know, bentonite clay or, or what have you. I find charcoal tends to be the easiest to access through health food stores. And yeah, if you're changing time zones, melatonin, ground yourself and maybe try a jet lag homeopathic product. But I would say that's it. Beyond that, it would be a customized approach um, based on your unique and specific needs. Like if you're someone who constantly gets constipated when you travel, you might need to bring some magnesium. You might definitely need to bring some probiotics. If you're, you know what I mean? If you're someone who gets sick all the time or you're really, really stressed out, you might need to still bring your adaptogens and your ashwagandhas and your things with you. It's always case by case, everyone. So again, this was not medical advice. This is just 
my go-tos when I travel. Um, oh, and an honorable mention, I always bring uh, a lymph drainage cream uh, like lymph Dyerol from Pasco because if you uh, get an injury, if you sprain an ankle, if there's something that happens, you get a bite and things get inflamed and swollen, the lymphatic cream can help drain those areas and allow for better healing. It's also good for helping bruises heal faster. It's good for inflammation. It's good for muscle, uh, not muscle tension, but if there's an injury to help with the immune system's response, the inflammatory response and the fluid buildup that happens, I always travel with a lymph cream because I find that it's a really good just first aid ointment that can be applied for various reasons. It's not going to be antimicrobial. Um, so if you're worried about an infection for like an opened wound, then you're going to want something else. This is more for closed wound issues, swelling, puffiness, redness, inflammation, drainage, bruising, that kind of stuff. So that's just a little honorable mention for that, for your first aid kit. Um, and that's that because I know that it is uh, getaway season right now, January and February for all of us Ontario and Canadians who are sick of the gloominess of the winter. We all need to get a getaway and get some sun and uh, spring break is coming. March break is coming. So uh, consider some of these things. Talk to your naturopath. Find out what's best for you. They might even have some specific recommendations for some of the things that I rec that I mentioned um, and then they can customize the plan based on your unique needs, but I hope that was helpful. And every, to everyone who has a vacation planned, I hope you have a lovely time and get some really great sun practice, uh, a really healthy relationship with the sun, be smart about your sun exposure. Um, and I hope you all have lovely vacations and we'll chat with you again next week. Bye everyone.